0: This week on Big Eyes, we discuss whether or not Fujimoto is top 3 in manga right now and some unbelievable moves in the power rankings. Stay tuned. Episode 107. Let's get it. The Big Eyes Podcast.
1: Oh, man. Welcome to another... Hey, low-key, this was like the greatest weekend ever of anime. Mm.
0: Talk about it. Talk
1: about it. We got Spy Family and Ayo bro. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. I only hear nothing about Titan Sundays again, ever. Uh, we here, bro. We got it's real. Season. It's real Anya Hive, bro. It is real Anya real Hive out. hours is happening.
0: Stand up, man. Stand up, man. It's been a Stand long time up. coming.
1: Come on, man. Real aisle hours, bro. Like, come on, man. It's real footy hours. It's real spy hours. Come on. I don't want to hear nothing about a Titan ever again. We got next year. I don't want to hear nothing about a rumbling unless it's my tummy, homie. Like, I, no, we're not talking about Titans no more. <laughs> unless it's Teen Titans. <laughs> shout, out to, shout out to Exit Man, man. Yeah, yeah. But bro, listen—the greatest weekend ever of anime. We finally here, Spy Family. We we prayed for times like this. We prayed for him. We stood, we stood, we stood strong. We stood ten toes down for Anya. We've been riding with Endo, even though sometimes he likes to take very long breaks. Whether the storm
0: had to sit on the block the whole time.
1: Come on, man. Y'all weren't there for them no 28 days you were waiting for chapters. Y'all weren't there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shit, this we happening now. it's still happening now. It's still happening now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we still
1: here. Ten toes, Come bro. Come
0: on, man. Come on.
1: Come on, man. Listen. Real confidential files, man. Come
0: on. Listen. The work touchdown. You gotta get them off. You gotta go complete the mission. And that's what we doing here in these spy family hours, man. Long real niches.
1: spy family hours, bro. I'm telling you, it's it's crazy. How you feel about
0: that first episode, man? Because oh man, it was beautiful. It, it was, was perfect. It was, it was it was the best. It was stage.
1: absolutely. There is not a single bad thing I could say about it
0: at all. At all. Niggas are in for a treat, dog. I'm. Mm. And we all get finished it, with the anime. We y'all get finished with that first episode, y'all
1: know who to tap into. Man, listen, y'all need y'all need to go tap in. <laughs> y'all need to go tap in, man. <laughs> My boy Die Returns. The hackers thought they could they, the, the oh, hackers yeah. thought they could the hackers thought they could they could take down real dragon quest hours too, bro. Die returns mm-hmm. too. Come Dai on, returns. man. Let's go. This is the most excited I've been for anime in a very long time. I can't lie. Same, man.
0: We're 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 back on track. You know, we had we had our COVID time, but we have weathered the storm, and now we weathered are here. The
1: storm, we're here, bro. Anime of the year, Spy Family. I don't know, man. Dude, listen, it's it, right now. It's between Spy Family and Aoshi, bro. Ranking the Kings, Those,
0: I gotta give it Ranking
1: the Kings too, man. This year, oh yeah, Ranking the Kings is good, really good. I don't know if it's gonna be better than Spy Family, but it's good. It's good. It's, it, good, it, it's all of them are in there. All of them are in there. Oh yeah, they're all gonna be in a conversation. Listen, Boji Death might be win Best Boy. Yeah. This year, yeah, man. Nah, man, I'm man. Listen, we. we I told you, we prayed for times like this. We we are finally here. I'm I'm super excited and super happy. Greatest weekend ever of of anime. But anime talks is for the lookout. You already know why we're here. We're here to talk manga. Yes, sir.
0: Yes, sir. I do got one quick news segment before we get into the the meat and potatoes of what really came out this year. And that is Jump Plus. Jump Plus. They got some new serializations. And I think the only big headlines from this is the, the serializations have Bubble, which is a new Netflix movie that's coming out, is it has the artist from Death Note behind it? Um, and also Kazuka Kazusa Inoka, who was the mangaka of I TLC, is coming back with something. So that's the only thing I got for y'all. This day, nice, yeah, quick, clean. You know, I'm happy to see that he's in something else, like he ain't let the I stuff get him down, he's back at it again.
1: Nah, yeah, that's tight, cool. I'm happy to see, happy to see more stuff and and. Hopefully, it, it lasts longer. It runs longer.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, sir.
1: So, but all right, we're about to get into rankings. But first,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. we really
1: have to talk about the genius, the
0: the the, the absolute mastermind that is taking we, the Mongol world by storm.
1: Could we potentially say that right now, currently, currently? Right now, as in alive or like running, alive.
0: Okay,
1: mm-hmm. okay.
0: Finish the statement. Top three, top Uh-oh. five. I'll say top five. I will. I will say top five.
1: He has a. I think the work that this man has put in. From the last about two years, if we're talking one shots, we're talking serialized or you know an actual running manga. He he has a very strong case. He
0: has a, of, he has a very strong case for top.
1: He three. has a very strong, very strong case for top three right now.
0: I, I, I'm giving him top five because. I still got. I think top
1: five for sure. Yeah, top
0: five for sure.
1: Top fives are for sure, but I think top three is a strong argument. Yeah, top three is a strong
0: argument. The Only reason like you got to think about Iraqi, Toriyama in a sense, and Oda. Those are those for me are like three of he's, the best.
1: But if we're really talking about the things that he's been putting out, yeah. he has definitely he is definitely outdone Toriyama. Like he's done outdone Tori. You you're Oda fan, so I'm I'm not even gonna get into that argument with you. So I understand there's a certain bias. Here's the here's the thing about
0: Toriyama though, because like he did help out with the creation of Dragon Quest, so like that's another thing for him that I'm like, all right, I there's a lot more. To- I
1: mean, and uh, and the man that we are currently talking about,
0: if y'all couldn't tell, is Tatsuki Fujimoto,
1: who released a. Two hundred page one shot. When we first heard, when we first heard, like yo, he's releasing a two hundred page one shot. We're all kind of just like, man, dang, that's a lot of pages. Like that's a, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, and then you read it, and you understand the story, and you understand the twists and turns, and all the things that come with it. Uh-huh. And I truly like this man's mind is it it just works different
0: yeah and it's it's crazy how you can see like if you pay attention to like some of his works a lot of them use similar elements from each other or similar themes because you could tell that he's a fan of movies like he is a fan of action movies down to the t like and with with this new work goodbye harry um you kind of get that sense in there as well but you also see like the type of storytelling that he has wanted to tell for the longest time, but just has, I think i think he has a way with how he wants to tell his stories. Because the first thing that, when I first read Goodbye, Aerie, and like the direction that it was trying to go, it reminded me of Fire Punch. And in how the, the premise of Goodbye, Aerie is uh, a boy is filming his mother's last days because she has like a terminal illness. And she wants him to, like, film it and, you know, make a good movie out of it. So he films, like, her ending or whatever. And it comes to the time where she is in the hospital and she's about to pass away. So he's filming all of the moments up to that point. And his dad is like, yo, we got to go into the hospital. And he decides to run away. And then the movie that he's filming for class that he wants to show about his mother ends in, like, a giant explosion. And at first you're like, well, what the fuck? Like, Fujimoto, you on that shit again, man? Like, what are you doing here? But as you follow the story with the kid and how he lays it out for, for what the events are to come, it's like really, really touching and really is a solid piece of work. I wouldn't mind seeing this as a movie. Like, if this gets released, I would not mind seeing it as a standalone movie. And I might go see it twice. Three times.
1: No, no. <laughs> i i completely agree with you i think that the the way that he wrote this like you wouldn't never have thought like like the point of view that he writes it from um first of all he has a he has a way of like being real and like tapped in with the times i think that's one special quality about this is that this very much feels like something that could happen today you know like yeah. If it like the setting feels very today, especially when you're talking about like recording movies on phones, and um, you know, and that what you know, and, and and you know how essentially how he just places the characters, like I I don't know, like it's 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 like his mind works so differently. Yeah. Like I could like how he's writing and the stories that he's telling is so different from everything else going on that every time he drops something, it oddly feels like a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it's it's so, and, and it feels weird, and you're kind of just like, and sometimes it could be a tad bit unsettling. You're kind of like, man, this you know, like you said, like the the premise of it all of um of it is very morbid. It's you know, it's sad, especially as you go along with the story. I think one of the best parts is how um the 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 best part is obviously like you said the the he is. This boy is making a video. Or he he starts off making a movie about his mom and showing his mom's like final days because she wanted him to. And you can see the 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 lens that he portrays his mom through the movie. But as you go along through the story, and he talks to his dad, and his dad shows him the footage of his uh his mom's final moments and final words. You kind of tell that wow the 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 mom that we saw in the movie isn't the mom that we thought she was.
0: Yeah. But he depicted it like such how a great you de- way.
1: Yeah, and I like, I love the way that, like, how many different viewpoints you kind of get. Yeah. Like, I like the story is told from the boys' kind of point of view at moments, but also you you see it from you know, it's like you're watching it through your own eyes. Yeah, it's like when
0: the camera stops for him. Also, you actually get to get that come up for air moment and see the other perspectives of other characters as well, like, with the dad and Airy, who we... When her introduction came about, I was really surprised because the boy, he got ragged on for his movie before the ending of the explosion and everything, and everybody started to bully him, so he ended up recording himself making, like, a suicide a uh, Will or whatever, and he was about to jump off the top of a hospital that, I think, is that was the same hospital his mom died at, and as he's about to hop off, this girl with black hair stands right next to him and she pulls him over and is like hey you shouldn't do that i saw your movie but you know i saw the promise but it's really trash so here's what we're gonna do we're gonna go to this abandoned uh room and we're gonna watch a whole bunch of movies until you get the idea of what a movie is supposed to be like and i really enjoyed that part of the story because like it she she comes out of nowhere I'm not going to hold you. She comes out of nowhere. But then we start to see like the kind of person that she is and the way that Fujimoto tells the story in that he is kind of writing the end to not only his movie like in a different way, but also the end to this story. And it happens in such a, a fantastic way in my opinion that he ties the beginning up well with the end and he's able to shoot for all of the things that he wanted to within this one story. It's like it's so perfect how he was able to tie the beginning and end with, with Aerie together like that.
1: And also it, I love the parallels between Aerie and his own mom. And mm-hmm. it brings up a big thing of not like a lesson, I guess you can say, but it's like a redemption in a way. Be- it's not even a redemption. It's like, I, I love that kind of the, the, the fact that it mean and it's also real. When you even think about your own relationships of uh, you, even when you see a bad qualities in a person, Mm -hmm. sometimes people aren't always the best. You always view them from a different light than everybody else. Yeah. Especially when you have, like, love for them or especially when you have, you know, a a real relationship with them. Yeah. Even though, you know what I'm saying? So, like, even when he's shooting this movie, once again, at the end where we figure out that Aries dying too. Yeah. And, you know, at the end, after she dies, he's talking to you know one of her only other friends and she's like, you know, she was you no know, she could be a bitch she could be this she could be that but she was like i love how you portrayed her yeah and like you see the contrast of like you know what i'm saying like even the you know the, the, the dad even feeling the same that way of just like your mom was abusive your mom was this your mom mm-hmm. was neglected and all this and like she'll get mad but i love at the end how at the end like you still portrayed her as this woman that was this and that and like that you know and so it's like once again you're getting so many different viewpoints from uh, um on these characters and they just come out at different moments. I don't know, man. Fujimoto is just and for two hundred pages, this was a breeze. It was.
0: It was definitely a breeze. I know we was talking about like I, I know for a fact. I said I was probably gonna read like twenty pages a day. Nah I play it. I read like I read it all at once, man. <laughs> all at once. Damn near crying. And I think that's the best part about what Fujimoto does, because a lot of it is like repeat paneling, but he's doing it in like kind of like a flip book type of thing where the paneling is repeating, but it slowly takes you along to where the story is gradually approaching to even when we had like the black bars at the end for like the blackout period you know what i'm saying like that was still something kind of impactful in in that moment
1: it was he does a great way of like he doesn't have to use too much dialogue to tell the story yeah like if you really think about as much dialogue as it was it wasn't like they were going on these long form rants and these long form like no like, there are two, three pages at a time where it would just be characters and you'd just be sitting there. But, like, the ways that he's, it's, like, each panel invoked a different emotion and you could really feel it. Yeah. Because how he will set up the scene, how he will set up the dialogue between the characters It's not like it was so much being said, but it was enough being said to where the next few panels you're like, oh, like, you could you could still get that emotion. You still get that feeling that he was trying to, you know, portray. Yeah. He didn't have to over-explain. He didn't have to overdo anything. And you were, it, it was very simple, but it was very raw, and it was very, like, real, it felt like. And so he was still able to get these points and these emotions and these, you know, I think the the things that he was trying to tell across because he was able to be so raw and, like, with these characters. And uh, once again, it's kind of tapped into, like, really how, like, people are. Like yeah. man, when you're sad or when you're upset, like you don't want to talk that much. You don't want, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it, once again, I, I just uh, Fujimoto is something special, and yeah. I think that she truly has a, 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 argument of being one of the best, if not the best mangaka right now.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm. I I want to agree with you. Like he's definitely in the in the conversation after being in in the game for only so long. Like, he's really taking everything by storm with, with everything he's writing. I think this is a good build up for, you know, leading into Chainsaw Man Part 2. I think we have, uh, we have something great ahead of ourselves, man. Like, I really can't wait to see what, what type of direction he takes that.
1: Chainsaw Man 2 coming soon. Yeah, man. He got a couple more months.
0: Yeah, that's going to be crazy. It's summer. <laughs> summer twenty twenty two. That's summer is going to be really crazy, man. I really can't wait to see. What do you think will be the highest ranking thing that we talk about um, going into the summer?
1: Chainsaw Man two. Like going into the summer or by the end of summer?
0: Well, by the end of summer,
1: Chainsaw Man two.
0: I don't want to say that. Like we got to get it in our hands. But
1: depending on when it drops, if it's like late summer, then I obviously I don't feel like it'll be fair to give it to it if it comes out in like August. Yeah. Yeah. Like very late July. But if it comes out mid-June, mid-June, early July, I, I got high hopes for it. I think Chainsaw Man 2 would definitely be yeah, will be running the power rankings.
0: Yeah. The one thing that I don't want to do is like, you know, we rank it high. Like just off the strength of it being Chainsaw Man, but then because he only gives us like twenty pages and the story doesn't move that far along, that we'll give it a ranking just because that's the one thing I don't want to want to see. I want to see.
1: We'll be fair. I think we're, we're. I think we are very fair with our rankings. Yes. Oh yeah, definitely. Then speaking of, it's now time for the rankings of this week. The Big Eyes Power Rankings. Yeah. Before the, the, the weekend of 410. Yeah, yes, sir. 420 coming soon.
0: Definitely. Um.
1: <laughs> so, this week's official rankings, Big Eyes Power Rankings, coming in first. And the yearly, uh, and shout out to them. Yeah, first year, year anniversary, anniversary. First year anniversary. Blue Box is coming in at number one. Number two, Yozakura.
0: A new one, a new entry.
1: A new entry, new entry alert, Yozakura number three, Ashiman, and we got we got to spend some time talking about Ashiman for a second yeah, because yeah. they have been running the rankings. They may they they've been very consistent, very very consistent. Something we got to talk about. Um, number four, Akane. So this is where things got a little. This things got heated in the conversation yeah. of where things belong. Yeah. But yeah, number four, Akane. Number five, MHA. Number six, Don Don. A new one, a new one, new entry alert. Number seven, Sakamoto Days, and number eight, Undead Unluck. Mm. Mm. So, I see, we can start off with the number one, Blue Box getting that number one ranking. I felt this is one of their best chapters yet, one of them in the entire series.
0: Yeah, it was a really good chapter. It was, it was a. Uh... A solid start to a new semester for these kids, man.
1: Like I think that the fact that now we have there's a lot of things that I've I, I really enjoyed about this chapter. First of all, I like the fact that they have now acknowledged that uh talking chi uh uh Taki and chi have now finally really moved on from that awkwardness. Mm-hmm. I think that it was I think after the hotel after kind of everything they've been through after kind of everything that taki has you know kind of been going through I think it's nice you know that it's nice that they're moving on past that we're moving on past the whole of them trying to be awkward with each other and that I, we've grown past that and it's nice to see them like reflect that in the story
0: yeah definitely but not only just that but we also have the moments with you know Hina being involved and we're kind of seeing like the next steps of that because we see Keo's reaction when he asked uh, Hina about her confessing to Taiki and that whole situation, man.
1: Man, I'm telling you, bro, watch out for this, man. You got to look at this snake look in his face, man. <laughs> look at the snake look that he got on his face. It's not – he's not a real friend. He's somehow he's trying to undercut him. Like, he, he's, like, jealous. I don't understand what is up with him and, like – what, what, you, you, there's the underlying thing Of jealousy with him I don't like it I don't enjoy it I mean
0: He 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 is a little salty I'm not going to hold you to that Because you can see it on his face But I think it's also He gets the, He gets no babes No babes He's babeless <laughs> And that's That's kind of why he's salty Because Tyke got two of them And he ain't got no play And he really cares about Hina Because she he, They all grew up together So that whole triangle that's about to become this blue box, you know what I'm saying? Is is about to go is about to go into a different direction.
1: Um, I don't even think it's going to be a love triangle. I think that he, I I enjoy, I like oddly enough, Hina is very mature about this situation. She's like, "I know that he still likes Chi. I know that they're still living together, but I'm not going to deny the fact that I like
0: Taki too." Here's the thing though. I'm calling it, I'm I'm calling it a box now, like blue box. In the sense that like now Kyo is about to get involved because he got feelings for Hina. So who knows what that could throw into that, you know? But that's why this chapter is so good with it, man. That's one of the reasons why this chapter is so good. The other reason is because at the end of the chapter, Chi's mom comes home and she wants her to move back in. So she's about to move out of Taiki's house.
1: For a little bit. It's a temporary thing. Mm. A temporary, a temporary move. She said she's only gonna be there for like a month or so because yeah. her grandpa fell. Yeah. Yeah. My man had to hit the life alert button. I have fallen and I can't get up. You had to hit that life alert. <laughs> yeah man, my man. man. Hey Loki, how do he fall in like Japanese houses be having like no stairs?
0: Now they do have some stairs. Like Taki did De- got like two. <laughs> but here's the other
1: oh, thing. Oh yeah, like, Taki does have an upstairs. Yeah, yeah. Why is her grandpa living in a in a stair like in a home with stairs? Here's
0: the other thing. How did how did the grandpa fall and she ain't get the call first because she's already there?
1: telling you, you hit the life alert bro he had to call nine one one I'm just saying like you would think that I she know would... the mama the mama's probably she probably on the, the emergency uh... contact well he she probably on the mama insurance, so you know she he probably the emergency contact, yeah, Imagine calling the high schooler you fell I she mean ain't answering. I she even gonna get there for she the granddad, the
0: like the granddad, and <laughs> <She laughs> to take
1: the bus to get there. I'm saying she, 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 could, could, definitely, she could definitely, she could definitely. She could if
0: if, if Taiki's parents is really she cool with their the family like though. that, man, you would think that they would be like, nah, let's go, bro, ahead. let's go ASAP.
1: I'm not calling nobody that got to take the NTA to come help me out, bro. <laughs> if you got to take, take public transportation to come like help me if I'm in like a life or death situation, man. like I'm sorry, you're not gonna be my emergency contact. My emergency contact got to have a car. I'm just saying. That is. I'm, that's, just, that's, say, that's, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, bro, the, the emergency contact gotta have a car, like that. I'm just the, saying,
0: it's it's weird that she had to find out through her mom and not like getting the phone call. Like
1: yeah, she had, she
0: literally saying? had to wait for her mom to come home.
1: I mean, her mom would probably pay in the insurance. I mean, I'm not. I, I would too. I don't know. I get it though. I get it what you're saying. Like she was closer. Yeah. Right? Like no one felt like the need to even shoot her a text. I like egg because you fell. even see on her face
0: like she kind of she kind of shook up right now. Like as Nike walks through the door, you kind of see on her face like what the hell is going on as as her mom explains. But then it's like that shock factor that comes in at the end. It's like ooh, shit, like
1: yeah. Either but to be honest, what really make this chapter number one and what really put it over the top is that moment where. Uh Taki and Chi are in the classroom together. And you know, obviously it's to start a new semester. And once again, it, it goes into them tying away and breaking away from this awkwardness. But you know, them kind of, you know, like this moment between them in the classroom and acting like they're in the same class together, and like this 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 very sweet um it, it moment and very like you know heartwarming moment between them where they know and i I love the art in it too in the panels where they start kind of drawing the ghost (laughs) characters or like like they were in the class together um you know him pretending that he would be in sleep in the back of class and like cheating on her it's like all like i love that role play scene i think that right there is really what set this chapter above any other chapters because how much they leaned into it and just how um how they really put us in that in that feeling like it, it felt like for that moment like those two were like really getting lost in the moment you get lost in that moment with them.
0: Yeah and it kind of feels like that's one of those last little moments that they'll get to see each other in you know the space that's personal for them because them moving out now is like gonna throw a bigger wrench into things because they won't get to see each other as often. now he'll really only have time to see her at like either school or like while they're having practice. And when you have someone like Hina who just sees you just as much, if not more, because y'all are in the same grade, like what does that do for that relationship? What does that do for Keo, who sees that uh, Hina is gravitating more to Taiki in this, in this moment? You know what I'm saying? Like what all could really happen within this next month that she is living with her mother? You know, so I really can't wait to see where the story for blue box goes, man, like, mm, this is about to get some, this is about to get real spicy. All
1: right. Yeah. It's uh yeah, it's, it's in a very good spot. Yeah. Um, so getting back to our rankings, um, <laughs> our new one, Yozakura yeah. definitely deserves a number two spot. Yeah. That, <laughs> uh, that final chapter, um with the older brother running away, them finding him and him coming back and he's poisoned and yeah. the moment between him and Tayo. It's it's all too it's all too poetic. Yeah. Like
0: we don't get a chance to talk about Yosakura family too often, but because of the dynamic of the family, I really think first of all, if you haven't read it, go read it. It's a really good story. Like it's it feels like it's going towards its final arc in a way. Um, because we had the whole mission with their dad and everything, and in the last few chapters, we have been seeing some of the the previous heads of the Yozakura family and stuff that's going on with them because they're being revived. It's kind of like the Hokage is being revived in Naruto, um, where it's like, what's going on? They're they're supposed to be dead. How are they how are they doing this? And it all has to do with something with their father um, being manipulative. Because in this chapter, we find out that. Kyo, the older brother, has been inflicted with this deadly poison. So he honestly ran away so that he wouldn't infect everyone else. And you know that you have Taiki Taiki here. Not Taiki. um, Uh, Tayo. Tayo. That's what it is. Tayo. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Um, We have Tayo here who, from the very beginning, he was weak. He got married into the family. Like we find out all of his backstory with his family and how it ties into the Yozakura family. And we know from the beginning that the older brother has always disliked him because he's marrying his sister who he finds the door, like the most precious thing in the world. He has that older brother complex uh, that you find in anime, but you kind of get some of his backstory in the recent chapters of why he feels that way um, and why he's so protective of his sister and what he wants to do for it, like his family in general. And then you see Taiyo have a flashback where it's like, you know, I will... I will. Always, I may want to kill you, but I will never let you die because you're a part of the family. And that's still one of the most powerful lines that I, I've seen in, in this series. Because when Tayo is having that flashback as he's about to lose to Kyo and he's about to run away again, he's able to break free of the strong netting or the strong wires that his brother is known for. And he's able to grab him and make him like turn around for a second. So like it's a really powerful moment, like in the context of the story. After for all the things that Tyo has been through, all the things that this older brother has put him through, and now it's this moment culminating to where he wants to help him. And yeah, man, it's it's a really impactful moment. I'm not gonna hold
1: it one. is, and I think that's the big reason why we put it at number two this week yeah. is that moment alone. In that obviously the story between the brother and Tyo how their relationship has progressed and then we're ending up at this moment where you feel that Tyyo feels that he has actually gained his respect yeah you know like there's a true respect now and they're really having this moment and it, no matter what they have gone through throughout the series is that he's really recognized as a member of the family yeah. and i I think that this moment and where it puts the series I do agree I don't know where this series is ends up after this, or where it's really at in terms of the entire arc. But this week's chapter was definitely, um, definitely worth the number two ranking. Um, the next two, I actually mind in Akane. I think right now, have we seen two a, a, a newer series be this consistent? <laughs> like these two have consistently been hitting the mark every week. Um, mm, that's a good question. I'm not going to hold you. Maybe, and, a, and I, I'm thinking I, back even on even all like, the new like, series. Even then. last week, even though that Akane was not on the power rankings last week, does not mean the chapter was bad. It was still a very – it was a very solid chapter. It was a very, very good chapter. It just didn't end up on the rankings last week. Yep. But this week, I see mine in the, it like like, right now, obviously, when you begin a series, there's going to be a training arc coming somewhere. Yep. And how these two have done this training arc thing – has been absolutely like blissful.
0: Yeah, you have, we already had the Akane training arc where she's working at the bar and now we're seeing the fruits of everything that she's learned by performing for the elderly and all of her jokes are kind of being tailored towards, you know, the things that they experience, like the whole thing about them like growing in age or whatever like that and how to, it's a, it's a whole Japanese like backstory or side story for them. But the way that she's telling the story for them, it's like it all ties in for them, and they they relate to it in a way because it's all about age. But then she, as she keeps repeating certain things, because the joke still makes sense. But she's she's upping her tempo. She's like making it faster and faster and faster it becomes this sort of joke where she's able to bring them up to speed to the type of jokes that she likes to tell. So it makes them like even burst out in more laughter. Like she took everything that she learned from the bar and cranked it in with her own style. And that's something that that's (laughs) the best part. Yeah. (laughs) That's the best
1: part is that she didn't lose herself within the training. Yeah. I think we sometimes see that in characters where they become so focused on what they're trying to learn that they go straight into like, like they don't ever like, it takes a moment for them to ingrain the training into who they are as a, you know, naturally yep. her immediately off rip. She learned what she needed to do, applied it to her own natural skills. And even her, uh, even her senpai goes, yo, like, hold on. Like at first I thought she was doing it like this, but like, it, it's the opposite. Like really, she's still playing her game she's just getting, like, she uses what she was, you know, uses her training to lure them into the trap. Mm-hmm.
0: She warmed and them up she, for
1: it. Yeah, she warmed them up, and then she gets into what she's doing. And so, I believe, like, that is what made this chapter so special, because it was great to see the fact that she's still very true to her core. Yeah. Um, Regardless of the training. And I think that in Ayashiman, it, it's, you no, know, it's the different side of the same coin, where this is our first time us really figuring out, like, his true powers. Yeah. Um, And
0: we also get to see more of the Ayashiman world because he has to go to, like, this homeless camp. But the homeless camp is where both humans and Ayashiman can reside. So, like, we kind of get to see like a small subsection of that part as well. Um, We get that. We get this elder who is able to help him figure out what his power and latent power is and how to unlock his sort of chakra. It's not like the Naruto chakra. It's like the actual real uh, chakra paths that's in your body type stuff. Um, But we are able to figure that out. And then they apply it to where it's a really simple concept where Ayashiman are powered by like money, and thoughts. Anything that's worth something, like, that's their power. Like, they have to be applied to that way. So, because Dopo is powered by, Dopo's power is fire, and he's fueled by money, Mauro just has to believe that he can punch out fire. So, he has to understand the concept of fire, and just destroy it from the inside out. It's a very simple concept, but it takes him a hard time to figure it out, because he's just, he already knows that fire is hot. Like, He's going through the training. He has to punch these like chestnuts out of the fire or they'll explode and hit him. And he's doing all of this body work, but he just can't figure it out. So he has to truly believe that he can punch out the fire itself. And we see through like some of the chapters where he has these inner flashbacks or monologue about him punching through a wall in his dream while he's reading manga because he's able to use manga to recuperate himself. But it comes to a point in the story where it's a burning building. He has to like go in and save a kid because the kid is going to burn up and die. But he gets to, so he runs in, he gets to the door that the kid is stuck behind and he's able to punch a hole through the fire. Like the fire just ceases to exist. And when the kid goes to tell the police, like what happened and how the kid, uh, how uh, Kaido saved him, he's like, Oh yeah, he just punched out the fire. But you know, everybody's not going to believe that from a kid that, he punched out the fire. So they're just like, all right, we got to do some investigating, but we appreciate this help and assistance. You know what I'm saying? But it's a it's a really good way to like bring about what's really going on with Kaido, what's going on with all of his um, abilities, how Ayashiman kind of function and things of that nature, man. Like both of these training arcs in themselves have been really good in fleshing out who these people are as characters, like main characters, and how their influence can affect the world.
1: Definitely. Definitely. Um, and, and once again, two training arcs done I feel in two different styles but in very, very effective ways. And especially how they've been telling the story. They've just been consistently like keeping you so invested into it and yeah. keeping you interested. I, I thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah. Um MHA makes the list this week. I it was a good chapter the Dobby thing, I hopefully this finally puts the rest of Dobby thing. I think there was just some interesting, there was definitely some interesting things in there in terms of like how Dobby got revived and, you yeah. know, him potentially becoming a vessel for um, all for one mm-hmm. Uh outside of that, though. I don't think there was anything really hard, hard hitting that was like, Oh my gosh, like this is, but I think that you seeing the fact that his, like he is, <laughs> the fact that you can see that he really sided with them for the for the only for the simple fact that they were the only opposite side of his dad. Yeah. Like there were like he really has no loyalty to them either. It's just the fact that, you know, it's, you know, one of those things of, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend.
0: Yeah. And you can see it's, that from the beginning too.
1: Yeah. And I I think that's just a big takeaway here. Um the fact that he was like b- burning and melting the All Might statue um You know that was kind of a cool visual. Visually, is very pleasing. But outside of that, I don't think there was nothing more that was like super duper hard, hard hitting. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it was—I mean, it was a—it was a fun chapter. We're about to see this kind of final battle. I love the fact that he kind of accepts the fact that this is going to, regardless of, this is going to be his final battle. Now, does Horikoshi actually pull the plug and kill him? Is the big question.
0: I think he's written him in such a way that. He has a way out if he really, truly wanted to save Dobby. He does have an out. However, all signs point to him actually dying. I don't think he would be happy in this world. I don't think he would be happy at all.
1: Yeah, I don't see him having a happy ending. And I hope that we don't get that for him. Yeah. And, and like, I don't mean that in, like, a... a negative way but I like you said he's a really tragic he's a really tragic character. Yeah, he doesn't deserve a happy ending. He does he deserves a tragic ending because that's what he wants. That's what he's lived his life to. Is I want this I want to see the world burn and I want to like not just he wants to see the world burn and he wants to burn with it yeah he's just like i w- I just want i w- I want to see the world I wanna see this pure chaos and if I die creating it that is perfectly fine by me yeah um Don and Sakamoto days uh both of these two make the uh the list this week both very good chapters I think with Don and Sakamoto days the two things that these mangas do very well is that they hit on the comedy amazingly yeah um even this week on the soccer. I think, I think Don, Don has done it greatly throughout his series. Yeah. Uh, especially this chapter where we're getting the exorcist, you get the heavy metal band that's doing this, uh, this exorcism and the fact that there is, and the reason why they can do this exorcism is because their spiritual levels are so low that no demon will want to, <laughs> don't want to possess them. I think that's a great reasoning behind it. Um, and, you know, as they go through this exorcism, as they as they uh, attempt to say their friend, um, niggas just yeah, enjoying I, the band, man. Like they're just enjoying the <laughs> band. It's just fun. It's fun. I like. I I truly believe that when Don, uh, Donna gets animated, it will it will absolutely be um, popular. It will absolutely be popular with amongst fans.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it gets in that manga of the year nomination.
1: It definitely can. It, it definitely will be too. Uh from the art style to the story that it's telling, I love the fact that it doesn't really take itself so serious. Um the the stories feel they they're very intertwined, but each chapter feels like its own like each chapter feels like a its own standalone, like yeah. a really good standalone chapter. Yeah. Even though the it's a continuous story, like each chapter is very strong, like within itself.
0: And it does have um, that like Fujimoto pacing and paneling as well in some of the aspects.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, um with Sakamoto days, we're we're getting Shin in a moment where uh you you get shit in a moment where he finally feels that he's becoming his own. Yeah, he's obviously continuing to pro, like try to work through this progress of uh getting out of like Sakamoto's shadow and, and like following his footsteps like step by step, and mm-hmm. him kind of creating his own path. Um, and we we finally get that moment. But once again, though, I think Sakamoto throughout the series has definitely gotten better of where they place the comedy. Yeah. Um, like the like the moment where one of the, the teammate during this game, uh, he goes, you know, he figured out that he's super shy. You know, Kaji's super shy, so he's just like quiet and he's having all these thoughts, and he tips <laughs> and he tips to touch. Uh, what's the boy's name?
0: Uh, Mifuyu.
1: Yeah, Mifuyu. And he's, he's like, <laughs> get off of me! Like, don't <laughs> touch me! Uh, no, it was just that great moment. Like, once again, they're they're figuring out. You could tell that they're figuring out like where they're placing that comedy at and where it belongs and where it keeps the story pretty. It it keeps the story running smoothly. I think before they would just be placing it in such random spots and you would just get thrown off a a bit. Yeah, like now you could tell that these little moments are placed in a way where it's like this is more like it's more fluid.
0: Yeah, I think the best part for me is the ending with this nigga having a whole VR set on. This man is going crazy. Hey, what's the um what's the game from striking vipers? You know the shit from uh, Black oh, Mirror oh,
1: <laughs> That's what this shit oh, is. Oh my gosh. Wow.
0: Minus the other stuff that happens.
1: Wow, we're on striking vipers time.
0: That's hey man, I'm not
1: SLAT. <laughs> Snake emoji. <laughs> Hey no, my man can't deal with the Oculus though. He, did. he punched and punched Shorty through a mountain.
0: Yeah, man, he's about to go crazy. He said, "I'm about to play, pretend like I'm playing Resident Evil." His man is about to go dumb.
1: Oh yeah, he's about to go crazy. He's he's completely <laughs> locked in right now. Um, but no, that was another really strong chapter. Once again, I think Sakamoto Days is just it's found its footing. Yeah. I think Day has found its footing, it's found its stride, and is is just hitting a different level, which is really fun to watch, uh, to read. Yeah. Um. Lastly, Undead Unluck. <sighs> a strong chapter. I enjoyed it. I think i I think I'm falling out of love with Undead Unluck. I'm not even gonna say I'm falling out. I think I've already fell out of it. I think that the, yeah, we're being on dead on luck are past the honeymoon phase. Mm, that's sad to hear.
0: I feel like it's trying to reach a, a very strong point in the story. And because we've been having this fight after the whole spring situation, we've had regulators appear to come course, correct what's about to happen to earth. Um, and we got this unruined guy who's trying to become, you know, God's disciple in a way. So we have him and a new Uma named Steel who is he he he's a broken nigga. I'm not gonna hold you like the way that his powers work is pretty good. I'm not gonna I feel like Undead Unluck is in a place where it's trying to tell a new story arc and it's just setting up those pieces for it, like yeah, man, I don't know. I feel like Under the Luck had a really strong chapter, only because we had Rip come back. We had We had the guy who's been following Andy. Hey, yeah,
1: we had Rip come back. We had old boy, and you know, we got the little boy and his mom, and and, and him kind of... I, I like the fact that this is the first time that little boy is, like, facing real evil. Like, he's, he's, like, he's, like, facing, like, this is the first time in his life he's, like, really facing an evil human being. But, because it's not only
0: that, like, the little boy, he has this power of unhealthy. Like, this man is just constantly sick. This nigga is always sneezing. He got COVID for 24-7, man. Like, he can't get rid of it. Um, but that power allows him, because of the new Uma ghost that took Foucault away, He it allows him to astral project and affect other things with his sickness, but he can't die from it. Like, so he's always able to control his spirit. So when Andy and him get sealed up inside of the new seal Uma, he's able to affect the core of the Uma make him sick, and they just break out of him. Um, I think the funny part is the fact that, like, because of the boy, he liked reading Peter Pan, and he thought that he could become anything. So he actually became Peter Pan, and he imagined Eddie to become Captain Hook, which is which is a cool thing. I'm not gonna lie; it, it kind of was like, all right, I see the vision. Like you're trying to have some fun with it. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. And then look at a had a really strong chapter, in my opinion. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing that I wanted to ask earlier, Um, because I wanted to ask it about Don to Don in particular, and Blue Box, and Yozakura Family. All of these have, like, some some type of relationship aspect to them. Which one do you think handles the relationship aspect of their story the best?
1: You said between Don to Don and what else?
0: Don to Don, Blue Box and Yozakura family, and Undead Look, I guess you could throw in there.
1: Which one handles the relation, like the romantic relationship the best? Yes. I got two answers. Mm-hmm. I think Yozakura handles it the best for the simple fact that it's already established that Tayo and Shorty are married. Yeah. So all they really have to focus on is them being married and supporting each other. I think the one that is most compelling is blue box because the way they handle the emotions and the way they handle like trying to be mature in a situation, not just juggling just, your, you know, going full or like going towards this relationship or just completely acting on feeling, but actually understand like there's a balance between going after it, i think i mean blue box does that age old questions like would you, you know like what you love and who you love yeah like would you sacrifice what you love for who you love or would you sacrifice you know what i'm saying who you love for what you love and so and i think they do that balance very well between them and i, I see with the situation with chi and hina and taki and now his punk ass homeboy that's coming in mm-hmm. and being a hater, I think that their their relationship story is much more compelling. It's much more is more fun to read. But I think that you as a Cora Handel is the best for the simple fact that they already established that this is a relationship that's already secured in.
0: See, I, I I see where you're coming from for both of those. So I I that's it's a really good argument. I can understand why, and that's why I wanted to ask because I also feel that way about Don to Don in a way where. It, it falls into the kind of trappings of somewhere in between Blue Box and um, Yozakura family. Because you kind of get to establish from the beginning that, like, you know, he's the name of, like, her favorite actor or whatever. And she's always wanted a boyfriend. And so you see kind of the way that they interact with each other. You know, they slowly build a relationship, especially when you find out, like, they like the opposite thing. So they try to prove it to each other. And then you find out in their backstories that, like, you know, he was always being bullied, so he always wanted to talk to aliens. She had a childhood crush who talked shit about her grandmother because she was a spirit medium, you know? So they have these things to like, kind of tie them together because somebody didn't make fun of them for these things, and they start to, like, you know, build up on that. I feel like they do that a little bit better, in a sense, than Blue Box, but I like the, the tenseness of that from Blue Box. In the, in the same way, because it's like, all right, so are you going to actually make the move? Like, we know that you like her. Are you going to actually make that move for real, for real? And it's the same with her. With Don, and Don in the same way, it's like, you know, they, they already show that they kind of like each other. They're a little bit far along. But then they introduce the ex-boyfriend uh, aspect, but he's actually not a bad person. And then you also introduce another character who likes... um What's his name? Ken in, in in the same aspect and their whole relationship. You know, it's other things in Don and I that I feel like, you know, it's it could also be in this argument. Um I can't say anything about undead of luck. It's kind of weird. I'm not gonna hold you, like how their relationship starts off. Um if it, like I understand if people can't get into it because of how that starts off, but the direct the direction that they take it. Flips it on its head so much that like you can kind of get past that just because of how much they go through things together. Like it's it's a different aspect to it. I just don't like the beginning of Undead Unluck's relationship aspect between it. it's it's kind of off putting.
1: Oh yeah, it very much is. Um, yeah, it's weird. It it there's moments where it feels very forced. There's moments where you're very confused on like. Why did they just do all this? Mm-hmm. Um
0: But, like, once you put it, once you get beyond that and see, like, the things that they actually have to go through in order to, like, even live and, like, try to see the end of the days because, you know, the world is supposed to be ending because of, you know, God, in a sense. You know what I'm saying? It's there's other things that you have to worry about where that's kind of put to the backside and the trials that they go through ahead of time kind of build their relationship. So it doesn't feel as awkward later down the line. Like they've already been through these things. So like that's one thing I will say for the undead and looks credit.
1: Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, so this is this week's though. And in rankings and power rankings and for the big Eyes podcast and thank you so much for listening make sure you obviously follow and subscribe to the lookout rnc wherever you listen to podcasts and um, make sure you follow us on t- uh, twitter and wherever other social media sites you love uh, make sure you follow rnc radio live too and make sure you subscribe to that and all the great things you're doing over there AD, what's the sign off? You already
0: know. Please read more manga, watch more anime, and be on the lookout, only on the lookout for the Big Eyes Podcast.